Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, but at the same time, yeah, okay. I hope you get convicted of a crime you didn't commit. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Hello, tiny bubbles. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark but starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. And this is today's question. Hi, guys. This is Ellen from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've been trying to think of a good question to call and leave up a voicemail for the entire existence of this podcast, and I finally thought of one today on my way home from work. What is the one snack food that you could eat all of in a sitting that when you open the bag, you know it's gone? And quit, and uh, oppositely, what is the one snack food that you feel like everybody else likes but you just don't understand? For me, I could eat an entire bag of Cool Ranch Doritos without even thinking about it, but I just don't understand what's appealing about hot fries. I just don't see the point. Anyway, thanks a lot. Bye. I love that question, Ellen. It's amazing that you put in – it's a good thing you put in all that work. Yeah. See, that's what happens when you, you know, when you're like a gatekeeper for content. You don't call when you've got a dumb question. You sit like Ellen and you say, someday it's going to come to me. And then, wha-bam, the best question ever comes Best question ever. I mean, it's a great, it's to the point. It's got a a pro and a con. It's Mm -hmm. got both sides of the question. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think, so do you have an answer? I'm stalling while I'm trying to think of what my answer is. No, okay, well, a a thing I could crush myself, that's an easy one. Um, There's a lot. But (laughs) the the most interesting thing I would say, the most interesting story is I, there's this, We've talked about this. There's a brand of popcorn that comes in a bag, like not, you don't pop it in your microwave. It's called Popcorn Indiana. And they make, it's like a red bag. It's really big. Mm-hmm. And they make a kettle corn, which is a popcorn. It's like a, a sweet coating on it. I saw it for the first time in college. Uh, my roommate and I, shout out to AJ, we um, saw it and we're like, oh, let's try it. And we got immediately addicted. We ate this entire bag. And anytime I see that stuff, I buy it now knowing that I'm going to eat the entire bag. I'm not even really a kettle corn person. I like my popcorn huh. to be salty. It's this kettle corn is so good. Cause sometimes popcorn in a bag isn't as good because it's cold. It's weird. It's not like got melted butter on it. Mm-hmm. But this stuff is like crack. Interesting. Alternatively, Cheez-Its. Alternatively, Cheetos puffs. I know you don't like when I talk about the puffs. It's okay. I, I they're just not bag. as good as the crunchy kind to me. Okay. They're, I like them both, but for some reason the puffs, because sometimes you get one that's too crunchy and not soft enough. And so you're like, well, I got to keep eating until I find a soft one. I'm oh, a it's weir- strategic. I'm a weird person. <laughs> uh, snacks I don't get, I guess I would say like plain Chex Mix. Like, what are you doing? There's so many other options. Yeah. I don't think Do I people get it. eat plain Chex? Does that exist? Yeah, just like the blue bag of Chex Mix. Oh, I can eat the sweet and salty Chex Mix. I can eat like a the cheese one. Yeah, maybe, mm. but it's just Chex Mix is like maybe back then, but there's so much now. Why are you still getting Chex Mix? For me, it's the box of Entenmann's cookies. Oh, the little ones that are like God. silver dollar pancakes because size. they make you feel like you you're eating just a tiny cookie. Yeah, you start with you start with five, and right. then you're not full because they're not that big. Right, and they're just they just go by the handful. Serving size just is stacks. a box. I yeah, think, so one box fine. of cookies, and a snack I don't understand is Twizzlers. Or red vines, depending. I just red people vines are love those. Objectively worse than Twizzlers. Pull and peel were my jam because they were a different flavor and they were actually really good. They were cherry, 
But yeah, they are a weird. I just don't get it. I don't like them. I don't like their new marketing campaign where they dangle a Twizzler in people's face and they're like, you can't not smile. And it's like, it's, I could not <laughs> smile. It's not a Reese's cup. It's a Twizzler. I'm not laughing at a Twizzler. Anyway, Ellen, fantastic question. Really good question, Ellen. Uh, if you guys want to think about it and then, Ashley? Leave off a voicemail. I don't. You're like editorializing in a weird way. And you're making it harder on yourself. I, I, uh, it's okay. Just, I love you and I support you. I got it. Uh, if you want to leave off a voicemail. Oh, see, it's like nice and quiet. Such a show. Uh, the number is 860-506-5571. Think it through and leave a really cool question. Because I like that question a lot. Moving on. Today on the... God damn it! <laughs> I, ro- I even was like, you know what? We've got a few extra minutes. I'm going to write what we're doing today on the podcast. And it still just says, today on the podcast, dot, dot, dot. You're- Every week, Katie. Every <sighs> week. It's like my I am my own nemesis. I'm like, no, I'm not going to let her write down what the... I love that your cursor is, is there right in there. the dock. It's and blinking. You didn't write anything. When something catches my attention and I get distracted, I forget and mm. I'm... Those timeless torches dancing. Today in the podcast, we're going to talk about the. Oh my god! Don't, don't even get me started. It's a, it's an audio medium. Okay, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame stuff. We're going to talk about Serena. I'm just scrolling through the doc. We're going to talk about Johnny Manziel, uh, and other stuff, and other stuff. Great tease. That's a really good tease. I'm tired. But before we dive into all that good stuff I just mentioned, uh, this week's show is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club, which means. That I have to pretend to be somebody to tell you about Dollar Shave Club. So, Ashley, what you got? I would like you to do this ad read as if you were a real New York mom. Okay, so like a, a mom, New York, mm-hmm. like a like a Jewish mother. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. Do you have a shower, a brush your teeth, or try to make your hair look presentable? Of course you do. For all the pretty girls at your school. Listen, I got good news for you. Dollar Shave Club has a lot of stuff to help you out. Have you heard of this? This Dollar Shave Club? They deliver everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best right to your doorstep like they used to bring the milk back when I was a little girl. (laughs) It's called Dollar Shave Club, sure, but it's not just raises. A lot of people think it's just raises, and I tell them, you know what I says? I says, how many raises do you think I need? What are you trying to say? Oy vey with these people. Actually, Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to get ready in the bathroom. Like, look, I have one right here. Let me open it up, show you what I got. Oh, you have one. I said I have. (laughs) Did I stutter? (laughs) All right. First, we got a... First, we got a one-wipe Charlie's. Gentle and effective. With aloe vera, some chamomile... It's a civilized... Oh, this is for your bum. <laughs> this is for your bum. Uh, another one, in case you got a big bum. <laughs> you, know, you know your mother does. You get three of those. That's a lot. We got this uh, easy shave butter. It's like butter for effortless, delightful shaving. Two adjectives your father has never used to describe me. I got a little bit of amber lavender body cleanser. Take a little sniff. Oh, delightful. That is just, I feel so fancy. And a razor. What a lovely little box right to your door. Plus, check this out. It's not a thing a mom would say. Shipping included in your membership. Yeah, 
I told you it's amazing. Here's what I'm going to do for you, okay? Here's what I got you. For five bucks, just five bucks, you can get this box of all those things I just said. It's called the Daily Essentials Starter Set. Okay, you're going to love it. It's a great way to try all the products that Dollar Shave Club has uh, to offer. And I mean, come on, it's five bucks. That's nothing compared to the hundreds you spend on the Fortnite. <laughs> Your mother says you're always spending all that money on. And then if you like it, you just give them a few more bucks a month and you can add in toothpaste, a shampoo, whatever your little heart desires. You have a growing boy. Check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash Nolan. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash Nolan, N-O-L-A-N. You're welcome. Now, sit up straight. What are you doing? <laughs> you were creepily good at that. No. <laughs> Again, not a talent. It's a lack thereof. Did I go? I went. I said one thing that sounded like my mom, and I'm like, oh, no, did I drift into Boston? These ad reads are long, and when you're a person who goes in between accents when you try to do them, mm. I think sometimes I go between I go between accents. If you have notes, keep them to yourself. It's an ad read. Can I content. have those one wipe Charlies? Um, well, you can have one of the two <laughs> wipes. wipes of the Charlies. You good? <laughs> I know it's hot out today. It's, you good? It's the public transportation is really sweaty. I don't actually. I'm sorry. I asked a follow up question. You're more than welcome. Andrea, would you like one? Yes, please. We have Andrea here today. Woo! Uh, she's helping us out because, you know, he who shall not be named is not here. Um, but we're not going to put any pressure on her to talk. She's going to help out and talk when she wants to. Um, you'll meet her later. I guess we should hop into the news. Let's hop. Once you start talking in that accent, you just want to keep talking. <laughs> Can I get a sip of your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Hall of Fame. Did you watch the Hall of Fame game? I didn't. It felt Early. Early. I know. Not like time-wise. You mean like, oh, it's, it's already time for the Hall of Fame game? Right. You know why I think that is? Because we're developing a show to be ready for football season. And when I realized it was a Hall of Fame game, I was like, my God, we have less time than I thought. <laughs> so that's what happened for me, mm. personally. It felt like if the if the season starts September 6th, then there's three preseason games usually it feels early it, it just felt a week or so early it did feel early um so i didn't watch it i mean i watched it but i didn't i don't feel i feel very comfortable saying i didn't yeah. need to watch it mm. um because i know we're hungry for football right now but i'm not starving i can <laughs> i can wait a little bit longer we don't have to stop for nuggets mm. i can wait until we get to the restaurant although nuggets i know these weren't nuggets these were like this would be like stopping for a fish fillet. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, right. You stop, stop at a McDonald's and you're like, "Well, that's all we have," and you're like, "Well, I, I can make it. Yeah, I can keep going. <laughs> I'll get there." We're only 15 minutes from the restaurant. I'm sorry, I made a stop. <laughs> that's me. Um, but what did happen? Obviously, they inducted the new class into the Hall of Fame. One of which being Ray Lewis. You may have seen a photo of it or a video of it on the internet and been confused and thought he was giving a TED talk. He wasn't. He was uh. Giving his speech, he just decided to take it mobile around the stage. A lot of things we can say about that. I think we're going to do this with a bunch of news stories today. Lots of things we could say about this headline. I'd like to focus on the one thing that matters to me, or not matters, but the one thing I feel like talking about, which is that he um, said he kisses his kids on the mouth, and then a camera guy panned his children who are sitting in the audience and their reactions. I mean, we give out Emmys in sports for a lot of stuff. 
How does that camera guy not get nominated for an Emmy <laughs> for perfectly being ready to scan the faces of his children? So when he says, I still kiss my kids on the mouth, their faces are like, no, no. <laughs> One of the mouths like, no, you do not. The girl's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And then the fourth child is another uh, a girl, and she's her face is just like, oh, God, Dad. But she's the only one that wasn't like, no. Not little kids either. No. Oh, God, no. How old? <laughs> do we know how old they are? Andrea's got to look at Andrea! Woo! Andrea! I want it, I want it. God, this feels good. Like teens. Yeah, they're they're not young. Right. It was funny. Um but also, I mean, we've had this conversation before because Tom Brady kisses his kids. Kid? Kisses his kids on the mouth. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, a, as a mom, what are your thoughts? When are you going to stop kissing your kid on the mouth? I got a video when I was helping you babysit the other day. Mm-hmm. I got a video of, um, and this is the way you have to be. I'm not insulting you. It's the compliment. You're so chill with the germ stuff. Oh, yeah. Like... I knew in an emergency that when he dropped his binky, what is it really called? A pacifier. Pacifier on the ground. I knew that the mom rule is you put it in your mouth before you put it back in theirs. And he needed it. it yeah. And so I put it in my mouth <laughs> and I put it in his, but I wanted a gold medal after. I like yelled to you when you came back and I was like, just so you know, he dropped it. I put it in my mouth. You have two dogs. He dropped it on carpet. I put it in my mouth. And back in his, I'm ready for the Nobel Peace Prize now. But you are obviously better at that. But he was playing this game because Austin, sorry, Aaron, likes to um, take adult water bottles and drink them. And so I had a water bottle, had just opened it, was very much looking forward to drinking it. It's the one with the, like, squirty top mm-hmm. of the Poland Springs. And he took it. Like, cool. I have everything for you, Aaron. Anything else I can do? Um, and then you had him and he was holding his bottle. And he was taking his bottle and the adult water bottle and pouring them into your mouth. And you were playing along with it, being like, oh, thank you. Oh, this one too. Thank you. You were alternating sipping from these disgusting. And I just looked at you and was like, huh? You're just so cool about it. He puts his hand in your mouth. You're fine. You're a superhero to me because I was being like, oh, my God, if he did that to me, we would need to have a conversation. (laughs) So my question, I guess, is like, when are you not? I don't think you're ever going to be done kissing your kid on the mouth. I think the kid probably dictates when it's time to clearly not. These kids are like, no, you don't. And Tom Brady's thing, he was like, come kiss your dad. And the kid was like, oh, my God, do I have to? And then he did it because your dad's Tom Brady. You got to listen. If your dad's Ray Lewis, you better listen. Uh, I just, what's the rule? I don't, I don't know that there's a rule. It feels awkward. It like legitimately the first time that I kissed Aaron on the mouth, I was like, is this, it doesn't feel, it just feels kind of weird. And like now it's, it feels fine. But like, yeah, I I think it's once you, I don't know what the age is though. I know. I wonder if there's a, did the baby come with like a book of instructions? I wish. I don't understand how you do it. Keep it alive. And that's kind of it. I get weird with babies of like, I, I I respect you. I'm helping change your diaper, but I'm not looking. Like I don't. It's a baby. <laughs> it's a baby. It needs your help. And I'm like, I will give you your privacy in the bathtub. And he's like, Lady, I'm a drown. I need you to clean me. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, I respect you. I'm. I get weird about it. So like kissing a kid. I, I don't. I don't think my parents. My parents are very affectionate, but I think my dad like. When he would be, like, when I graduated, he probably, like, kissed me. Not, like, 
You know, like when you hug and they just like kiss like your whole face. Yeah. We're not going out of our way like, bye, dad. Right. But if it's like once every six years in an emotional moment, I guess I get it. But it's, I don't know. May, what do you think Tom Brady's end game is? What's Ray Lewis's end game? When are they going to stop? Why would you want to kiss your <laughs> Those are all fair questions. I'm not going to affection shame. I just no, but you can also show can affection by want. kissing on the cheek, right? But you know, you if you love your kids, love your kids. But clearly, your kids don't like it, so right. I'd stop. You know what? I'm really not sure what I think. I feel like this could be a good opportunity to hear both sides oh. of the story. Oh, do you feel like we gotta? I think we. Do you feel like we gotta, gotta hear, hear both, both sides? sides? Mostly because, as a new person in charge of listening to our voicemails, a lot of people listening to the voicemails, <laughs> listening to the voicemails. <laughs> okay, Homestar. <laughs> a lot of people want to bring it back, and it's been a while since we've done it. Okay, I feel like we may have already. Okay, I will argue for kissing your kids on the. Okay, so the statement that we're arguing is adults can always kiss their kids on the mouth. It's not weird when adults kiss their grown children on the mouth. Sold. Also, uh, I don't know where that sound effect stop happened. <laughs> Damn you, Tom! <laughs> you must not be named. Oh, he took it with him. We yeah. don't have a sound. Here, how about this? Mm-hmm. You can just go, ding! Oh, that is really high end and really I'm bad. Here but for you know it. what? We make the best with the resources we were given. Let's do it. Okay. You're just gonna say "ding." If you don't feel comfortable singing it like that, I know that was beautiful. You just be "ding." Okay. I think I like ding. that version. Ding. <laughs> just quick as the- okay. So what did we say? Um, it's not weird for adults to kiss, kiss their, their grown, grown children, children on the, the mouth. mouth. Here we go. Of course, it's not weird for adults to kiss their grown children on the mouth. They made that child. That doesn't change when the child gets older. I created you. I'm going to kiss you on your butt cheek if I want to. That's my butt cheek. Dang. uh, And it's, no, it isn't, Mom. It's my butt cheek. And here's the thing. If you're going to teach me to have respect for my body, I am now grown into it, and I don't want you to kiss me on my mouth. I'm an adult. Not really, but I'm like a teenager. Also, I don't want to be the weird kid everybody picks on at school. So, especially if you're super famous, maybe you don't kiss me in front of people because then everyone's going to know. Of course, everyone's going to know. What's the worst thing they're going to know that I love you? I'm like, I feel like I'm being a mom and a daughter. I'm going to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are they going to know? I love you. God forbid. (laughs) God forbid your friends know that you have parents who love you and care about you. I don't think it's disgusting. What I think is disgusting is the way that society makes everything have to be so sterile. We're not supposed to show love to each other. You are my child. You should love. I do love you, mom. I get it. But at the same time, it's like my mouth um, and your mouth. And like you remember kissing me when I was a baby. I don't remember you kissing me when I was a baby. I bet if I could remember it then, I'd be like, lady, I don't think so. But I'm not that baby anymore. I'm a person now. And it's very weird when I'm like learning about kissing and stuff that Dang. like you're doing it what do you mean you're learning about kissing <laughs> you're in eighth grade <laughs> and that was gotta hear both sides <laughs> oh, i think i'm developing a uh, multiple personality disorder mm. a, a slight um mental disability i slip into little characters now because that's what's happening <laughs> in my dome at least it's entertaining sometimes it is for me always, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, speaking of the Hall of Fame, here's some interesting stuff. They are considering a rule change 
to make attendance mandatory in order to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So this was from Pro Football Talk. Per multiple sources, the Hall of Fame currently considering a requirement that candidates for enshrinement commit to showing up for the Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony before the selection committee makes its final choices. The Hall of Famers want advanced screening of the candidates along with a commitment that they will show up. The plan, as another source put it, would consist of having the 25 semifinalists sign an agreement that they'd show up if selected, and it's currently believed that the adjustment to the procedures is virtually certain to happen. This is obviously happening because T.O. was selected to be enshrined and said, cool, thanks, I'm not coming to your little party. And he actually gave a speech elsewhere. And they didn't like that, the Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame and the people in charge of it. And so now they're saying... That you need to commit to go to their party where you get a jacket or you don't get to be in the Hall of Fame. Real quick, before you say whatever I, what you're about to say, this is the organization who won't have a conversation about like not having OJ in the Hall of Fame, Mm. who are like, look, it's about what happens on the field and nothing else. I cannot tell you the amount of times I've heard that as a defense from people. A while ago, I had Peter King on my old podcast. He had a stance about um, it always being on the field in between the lines. and He can't judge anybody based on anything other than their football merit. And I've heard that excuse a lot. And now, if you won't come to their party... You don't get to be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, it's also silly to make a rule when it's happened once. The Hall of Fame has been a thing for 55 years. It's happened once. So I guess that you could argue that it won't matter if they do this because no one's ever going to say no. But Mm -hmm. if I'm a person who's going to get into the Hall of Fame eventually, or I think I'm going to, like next year, I'd be like, (laughs) I'm not going. Just to see. I'm not going. What do I owe you? You're supposed to be celebrating me. Right. But, like, you can't force me to come to your thing. Right. Do I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because of the football stuff? Yeah. Well, you guys have spent a lot of time telling me football stuff's all that matters, so what the fuck? Next story. Mm-hmm. Another mom story. Yay. I love this. So, uh Serena Williams. Do you even have to anymore? No. Say Williams. She posted, uh was it on Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Thanks, Andrea. Yeah, Andrea. You ever get the ages of those kids or... Um, I just know that they both played college football, the boys. Oh, so damn. they're like grown. They're up. Yeah. They're up there. All right. So you said this was Instagram? Yes. Serena? She posted, um, you know, she's, she had a baby recently. Mm-hmm. She's been very public and vocal about what that means for her as an athlete, as a woman, as a mom, um, which has been incredible uh, to me, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. She posted on uh, on Monday think she feels like a bad mom she said last week was not easy for me not only was i accepting some tough personal stuff but i was just in a funk mostly i felt like i was not a good mom i read several articles that said postpartum emotions can last up to three years if not dealt with i like communication best talking things through with my mom my sisters my friends let me know that my feelings are totally normal it's totally normal to feel like i'm not doing enough for my baby We have all been there. I work a lot. I train and I'm trying to be the best athlete I can be. However, that means although I have been with her every day of her life, I'm not around as much as I'd like to be. Most of you moms deal with the same thing. Whether stay at home or working, finding the balance with kids is a true art. You are the true heroes. I'm here to say if you're having a rough day or week, it's okay. I am too. There's always tomorrow. That's a really 
really powerful. It was super powerful to me because she's sometimes celebrities or athletes have this. They don't even realize they're doing it. But they're a little bit out of touch because, duh, they're super famous. Mm-hmm. And they'll say things like, if I go through it, then I like you. They she didn't demean anybody. She was like, I know you're going through this, too. It wasn't like a like it can even happen to me. Mm. It's She's like, it's happening to me. And I know it's also happening to you. You're a superhero. Instead of like, I mean, if I, I mean, I'm stressed, if even but I'm, I'm struggling, but I'm also yeah. like a pro athlete. Like mm-hmm. you're just working a desk job. Like she doesn't. She was very like, I'm going through this and it's awful. But I'm also thinking about you who are definitely going through this, too. Mm-hmm. So I liked, you know, shocking. I liked something that Serena said. <laughs> um, what did it? What is it? What? Did, mom. 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 Talk. <laughs> I don't like as a mother. As a mother. But you're not. Like, you are, but I don't define you as, like, Ashley, mother. That was something that I was very conscious about um, and fearful of when I found out I was pregnant, that I would only be identified and identify myself as a mom. Um, and I felt like I'd, I didn't want to lose myself in the other aspects of my personality when I had a child. And I think part of what is so hard about having kids is that all of the things that are most important to you in your life, however you have them ranked, excuse me, however you have them ranked right now, they adjust when you have a child and everything shifts. So literally the core of your identity is completely changed overnight. Yeah. Um, And so the amount of energy that you put into all of the other things that you were passionate about and were important to you before goes, goes down. Right. Exactly. How much Fortnite were you able to play when you were helping me babysit? I wasn't going to bring it up, but like barely any. Right. And when I did, it felt like I was doing it so that like Aaron had something to look at. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I'm, you're going to get me in trouble. They're going to think I'm AFK. Like I can't, you can't just sit here and then like walk. Like we didn't even finish mm-hmm. killing the zombies. I know. And I see that you've now moved on to a toy truck. And I'm like, what does that toy truck bring to the table? <laughs> Do you understand the graphics and like what's at play here? We are currently online with other people. Right. And you had to get up and, and you're you playing opted to get up and leave. Yeah. But again, ask for a Nobel Peace Prize. I'm like, I just want you to know I quit a game in the middle of it. And I really needed those tickets that it was going to give me. But I, I went and I, I'm pretty much an, an incredible person. Yeah. You were great. You're absolutely no, great. No, you're great. Keep, I like what you're, you're doing. I like this. I think this is important stuff. People Let, don't talk about their mom stuff. I think that's the biggest thing about, about having female athletes come out and say this kind of thing. It happened a lot for me when, um, Brie Bella in WWE, uh, came back to wrestling after having a baby and Serena talking about, returning to tennis and all the things she's gone through and the struggle she's gone through since having a baby because there's not really a platform for other people to talk about it. And so hearing that these people who have all this support and can hire people to like be a nanny or, you know, whatever, do well, cook all your meals for you and everything. It just makes it, it's so, it makes you feel better. Like, Oh, everybody's struggling on every level because you feel like you're not able to do anything well. You're like, well, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm a daughter and I'm an employee and I'm a friend, but like I'm old, I'm doing all of those at like at various percentages lower than 80. Like nothing is 100% getting your attention and full effort. And that's really hard, especially if you're a perfectionist or a control freak. Are you either of those things? No, no. I've never gotten that vibe from you at all. You just feel like you're not, 
doing anything to the best of your ability because you're trying to do everything. Yeah. And it's hard. And you only have so And many it's not hands. just moms though. It's, it's dads too. Yeah. Like everybody's life just seismically changes. Well, of course. You're like have... a person you're in charge of. Yeah. You got to keep it alive. Well, and I, what I think too is interesting and that people need to talk about, but I understand why they don't is like with postpartum depression and postpartum feelings like she was talking about, mm-hmm. there has to be, I imagine, some real shame in that oh yeah if you have this baby and everyone around you is like celebrate him how lucky what a bundle of joy he must be everything you your life just got so much better and you're like i don't like him Mm -hmm. i'm upset all the time yep i think he ruined my life you're there's shame associated with like saying that when really it is a medical condition it is something that has to do with your hormones it's a chemical issue Mm -hmm. that affects people and so we kind of shame people into being like, well, you don't love your baby? What? That's not what it is. And I think somebody like Serena Williams coming out and being like, this is a real struggle, um, is really huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine, I didn't look, I imagine there's people on the internet who are giving her shit for it. Of course. People on the internet I don't find know that, every reason to do that. I saw the most adorable video the other day on the internet. Mm-hmm. Go look it up, but I don't know how to. Um, of uh, I showed it to Andrew yesterday. Of this little girl, she's in a car seat in the back seat, and they're playing "Boot Up." Who sings that song? Boot up, boot up. But who sings it? Yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> she yeah, shrugged. She just looked at me like I don't know. <laughs> Is that Dop? Who's that over there? Um, LMA. Thank you. And so that song's on and this little girl's closing her eyes and like bopping her head. Like she is feeling it. Like she's an adult soul in a baby. She puts her arm up at one point and is like <laughs> feeling this song. And I was like, oh my God, the comments must all be, can I have that baby? No, the comments were all, she is buckled in that car seat oh incorrectly my and you need to pull over and save that baby's life. Cool that you recorded an adorable video, but your child's life is at stake and you're being really irresponsible. It was like, wait, how? How does the internet ruin everything? How? It's an incredible talent it's the internet has. It's an incredible <laughs> talent that the internet has. Uh, speaking of incredible talent, Johnny Manziel made his debut in the CFL through four interceptions in the first half. Uh, Andrea, is that bad? That is actually very bad. Okay, thank you. Um, one was on his first pass of the game. Yeesh. Andrea, is that bad? That is also very bad. Thank you. Um, four interceptions is the most in the CFL this season. I assume that's for the game. I don't even know. It might be in the first half. Bad. Taken out in the fourth quarter. They lost 50 to 11. Ooh. Feels like it was close for a second there. Um, and then people are saying, like, you know, cool for Johnny Menzel after the game. He said, uh, it humbles you. And I was like, yeah, he did say that it humbles him, which, first of all, if football humbles you, you've been playing football for a long time. Yeah. When's it going to happen? Uh, but second of all, the full context of that quote, a little bit different. He started by saying, you come up here to Canada, I assume. It's not the NFL, it's the CFL, so it's different. You expect to do well. Oh. You just lost 50 to 11, homeboy. So you, he goes on to say, you know, I've had moments in the NFL, you come up here, it's not what you expected, it's crazy, this game humbles you. Um, so you would say that currently you are at a state of being humbled? When you just lost 50 to 11 and you said it's the CFL, I thought this would be easy? That's what a humbled person would say? It doesn't sound like it. So if you're the... If you're the coach of the 
Alouettes. I'm so glad you brought up the Alouettes and the coach. (laughs) Because the whole reason I put this in the rundown is because I just wanted to say, go look it up, which has become not a segment, just a thing we say in a story. So go look it up. The video (laughs) of the Alouettes head coach struggling with his headset and his shirt. Have you seen this? No, I have not. So I'm going to, we're going to have a quick, like 10 second clip of Ashley for the first time watching this clip of the coach of the Alouettes. It goes on for, for some time. Can you describe what's happening? Oh, he's trying to tuck it into his shirt. But, <laughs> but <laughs> so he has, he has the headphones and the, the mic back and it's wrapped like around his shirt and he's trying, <laughs> he's trying to lift one out and like put the other one at the bottom but he did it in the wrong order and now it's like tying his shirt like you used to when you were little and like yeah, flip flip it through in, it yeah. and now someone's coming <laughs> someone's over coming over to help and his whole belly's out oh gosh you can't figure it out this is amazing it's just wow those pants are crooked what? and he got it he got it guys Wow. What are his emotions during that? Is he smiling or does he look entirely unamused? He is very unamused. I, I, it's probably because they just... Oh, they won. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We all won. We like the uh, Wow, that is He something. needed help getting his headset off. Yeah. It was like untangling a necklace where when you think you're making progress, all mm. of a sudden you find out you've actually made it worse. Like you get that one last tug where you're like, this is the one. And you yank it hard and it just ties it in a bigger knot. And you're like, that wasn't it. And then you're just hopeless, except it's your shirt and you're on television. Oh, man. And they, <laughs> and they were doing a play-by-play on it. They they're did. like, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, they just stayed on that shot. Poor, they did. Poor Mike Sherman. Oh, poor Mike Sherman, whose name I definitely knew. It didn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's better for him if I don't. All right, we're going to get to more news in a second, but today's podcast also brought to you by Quip. And so, Ashley, what, um, what, what? Well, Katie, we've done a lot of <laughs> English <laughs> accents on this podcast but for this ad read, I'd like you to be a real, true Londoner and give me a Cockney accent, oh, please. A Cockney? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brush on time. It's all right, bruv. It's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not quit. Here's what makes them so different. For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes, while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist's recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Know what I mean? Also... Quip subscription plans are convenient, but they're also designed with your health in mind. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars, including free shipping worldwide. Not a lot of dosh, mate. What? That means money. Dosh. Oh. Not a lot of dosh, mate. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to double as a cover for hygienic travel. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's best inventions, and aired a first subscription electric toothbrush 
accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushes use Quip every day. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Nolan right now, you'll get your first refill pack free. Not free of them, but it will be free like no money, bruv. With a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash Nolan. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Nolan. Bruv. All right, more news. Look, we're not going to talk about Urban Meyer. Why? Because it's my podcast. It's old news. You've heard about it. And it's not going to put me in a good mood. And we always do the stories that don't put me in a good mood. And then I leave here and I get in fights with people in my personal life and it's starting to put a real tax on me. <laughs> so I don't think we need to talk about it. But what we are going to talk about, because you can't pass up an opportunity for jokes, is this dumb rally that uh, some, and we must say some, Ohio State fans mm-hmm. had. Uh, what day was that? Yesterday was Monday um, at Ohio State. couple things here. Number one, I didn't see anybody that looked like they were currently in Ohio State. <laughs> How do I put this nicely? It was people who may have been there. They're probably celebrating their f- the anniversaries when people st- uh, the the where they stop coming. <laughs> their their reunions. They're celebrating the reunion that people like. Okay, it's the fortieth year. I don't need to see those. That was kind of the crowd we were dealing with. They're older. Oh, thank you. <laughs> if only I could have thought of it quicker. <laughs> Also, they had signs, um, and they were very, very anti-ESPN, which was interesting to me, because it wasn't, um, it's a delicate subject, but the person who reported it doesn't, not, he may work here now, I don't, he did, he, we, he does not work here. Mm-hmm. He did work here, he does not. So, um, interesting that ESPN is both evil when layoffs happen, and also responsible it doesn't make any sense. Right. But again, why am I looking for sense in a situation where people are standing outside with signs that say, <clears throat> my favorite, this is a man. I don't know if I need, this is a, a man holding this sign. Me too. Oh. I support Urban Meyer and the Bucks. O-H-I-O. He put little dashes in between so we knew to spell it out. Mm-hmm. I'd like someone to spell it to him. What Me Too's about? Because um, I don't understand what that sign is. This is this picture of all these people with all these signs, right? I'm showing it to you, but they can't see it, obviously. Um, is like the worst episode of Game Day oh, gosh. I've ever seen. <laughs> how can you have all these signs about how much you hate ESPN when you're stealing our bit? You stand outside a college stadium holding a bunch of signs up. That's our thing. That's a great point. That's our thing. <laughs> They're very intricate to go. This guy, this guy has a CFB playoff worst journalist bracket. And we've got, in the first round, Sage Steele up against uh, Paul Feinbaum. What? Feinbaum wins, which... What does Sage Steele have to do with this story? I don't know. I don't either. I bet I can tell you. <laughs> um, and then in the second bracket, uh, Mark May versus Brett McMurphy, who broke the story. McMurphy wins. It was a be- I heard it was a close game. <laughs> uh, Mark May threw a pick on his first drive. So then it's Feinbaum up against McMurphy. And guys, guess who wins? Feinbaum. It's McMurphy. Oh. Yeah. He 
could have seen that coming. But it, you know, the odds weren't. It was like a the, the spread was like three and a half. So. <laughs> anyway, you look stupid. You know what else looks stupid? Guess who went? Ezekiel Elliott's dad, which fine, but he um showed up in an Ezekiel Elliott jersey and he said um that he participated because he loves Urban Meyer and he teaches respect for women. Um, sure. Here's the thing where we're not going to argue whether or not that's true because I don't know Urban Meyer and I'm not on his team and I don't know what he teaches. But what I can argue is that Ezekiel Elliott is not a name that currently makes you immediately think he learned a lesson about respect for women. Urban Meyer is currently being talked about in, in a situation where the optics are he may not have had enough respect for a woman. Why would you even say I'm here because he taught my son to respect women? Because that looks like, well, he then that means he did a bad thing. Because didn't your son just get in some trouble for not? Res- what are people thinking when they say these things? I am honestly baffled. At least he didn't put it on a sign. He may. <laughs> I don't know. He could be one of the one who says ESPN equals fake news, which is super original. They're all oddly kind of in the same handwriting. I don't want to get conspiracy theorists Ooh. here, but it sort of feels like maybe they were handed out. Wow. That George Soros or whatever. <laughs> whatever, guys. It's a stupid. It's it, what? Just don't do that. He taught my son everything my son knows. about. <laughs> like, like oh I'm here to I'm here at the Hall of Fame to support Ray Lewis because he used to he taught my son how to play hide and seek he's very good like you don't like don't do just don't bring that up you you brought that onto your like you're now making people go really why you didn't have to say that yeah you could have just been like I support him done but no you did that and here we are all right are we done with this podcast what are we missing almost. There was a little bit of a TV program on last night. I feel like you might want an update on. Let's go now to Ashley Brayband with your Bachelorette update. Doodaloo-doo. Hi, I'm Ashley Brayband here with your Bachelorette update. We had the finale. Dun-dun-dun. Wow. Where we found out who Becca gave her final rose to. Breaking news. It was the wrong dude. Didn't you pick Garrett? I did, but I didn't want to. I know, but you did pick him. I picked him. So congratulations. Thanks. Half-hearted Yay. clap for me. Man, that uh, first impression rose is like undefeated. It really, it's it's on a roll. Which I think reveals something about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, which is just like, you don't need the whole season, you know. And you're like, nah, I don't think I could deal with any of these guys. I think, I look at it another way. It's like, oh, this is the guy I think I like, and we really don't spend that much time together, so there's not a whole lot to convince me otherwise. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't, it's like, well, he doesn't, didn't prove me wrong. Right. Right. And I didn't pick the other guy. Although, in, if you look at some of the... I'm going to be honest. Likes on Instagram. I didn't <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing because it was a three-hour show. Time out. When did you stop? After the, like, right what when hour it got to the last, the last two hours. I watched the first two hours. Okay. Didn't wa- watch the last hour. Guess what? What? I watched the last hour. No, you did not. I didn't realize what? it was because, you know, I don't watch. Yeah. I like it better when you tell me. But I was like, oh, I'll just going to, I didn't realize it was on. I'll flip on because I didn't have anything else to do and I, I watched it so I can cover up the oh, holes you, that you I have. can toss to you yeah perfect yeah. yep perfect perfect all right so despite some of the most egregious quotes of all time happening in this episode do we have one can you give me one I will give you you don't have to no 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 I want you off you. so bad today. no no it's okay I'm like hey you're doing good do do bad and you're uh, like, I'm trying to do good. Uh, Garrett said to her, 
You don't give me butterflies because they are small. You give, give me, me eagles. Eagles. <laughs> Fuck America. Garrett is like eagles carrying flags that are on fire. Like he's just like wants you to know, dude. He loves fucking America. Yeah. He, you got you give me eagles. You saying you eat eagles? <laughs> it's in your stomach. Why do you got eagles in your stomach? Well, you don't eat butterflies. Yes, you do. Oh, okay. I think really honest the point the it stuff fit that was hard for me was just the way that Garrett spoke about Becca. He would say like she's going to be the best wife and mother. I can't mm. wait to protect her and, oh. and and take care of her. Whereas Blake would say she's going to be my equal and we're going to be teammates and I'm really attracted to how strong and independent she is. And you're like, "Oh, you didn't tell me he looks like Johnny Manziel." Uh like, no one told me. I turned on this last hour. I'm like, who's this Johnny Manziel-looking motherfucker? He kind of looks like Gumby. And once it got that Yeah, he looks head, like Gumb- Johnny Gumby Manziel. Like, yeah. he looks like if they had a baby in it. In it. So Garrett was described as if if Gronk and Tom Brady had a kid. Garrett looked different Garrett. every time I saw his face. And I, to be quite frank, didn't want to look at his face anymore. I just... That's fair. He's got the perfect name to be like, Garrett. Whatever, Garrett. So, now... Uh, going to live the last hour. Oh, that's Katie it. That's everything. That was yeah, all that, that was, happened. It was it was a real snooze fest. Snooze fest. Um, yeah. Here's my thing. What's his name? Chris Harrison. Yes. Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, I mean, he's got it down to a science. Mm-hmm. My usual favorite thing about the Bachelorette finale is that it's live, and so at the end you can tell he's got a stretch to hit the commercial, and so he does a lot of like. Uh, thanks again to our fans, and the camera starts to pan out, and he's usually like, "How great! How great are they?" Round of applause for the fans, and thanks, of course, to to you, everyone at home. We couldn't have a show, and you're just like, "Oh my god, he's he's stretching. Yeah. He needs to fill the airtime because he ended too soon." They didn't do that this time. I was very disappointed. <laughs> um, they gave him pad because at the very end they showed Garrett and Becky get into Becca. a whatever. Um, get into a minivan, cause I guess that's what he showed up to, mm-hmm. showed up to the thing in, and have them drive away. Now they're on a, um, lot, and there's, the, the, um, license plate was fake. It said something like, I don't know, bachelorette. It was some funny, like, thing, but it wasn't a real license plate. So they, I know I overthink things, but I'm like, they can't drive off the lot. So they just like drive straight, and I'm watching the clock, and I'm like, still got a minute. <laughs> and the car just like stops at the end of the road. And I'm like, dope, dope, dope. We're going to sit here like it's a stop sign. Like, you went to it too soon. So he likes this controversial shit on Instagram. We're all talking about it, but they're not talking about it on the show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They never really brought it up. Well, the, she didn't know. Right. But right. So this was the, that's why I watched the last hour to be like, we got to talk about it? Yeah. Um, just to see, I know I don't know why I expect this of the show at this point. Just see a moment of realness of like, you're allowed to be like, yeah, piss me off when I saw that, but we talked about it and he's not perfect, but we'll, we'll figure it out. But she didn't. I've read quotes where she was like, yeah, this, this like caused a rift in our relationship. That's not how she said it though. Really? It was like, yeah, it caused a rift in our relationship. But like, uh, you know, he has been through so much. Like she made him like the people were attacking him. People were contacting his family for like things he liked. And it just was like, you know, he's been mm. through a lot. Now we've been through it. To, we got through it together. And I'm like, if I saw that's the guy that I thought I liked, but I, in all honesty, clearly didn't know because that's the point of the show. Mm-hmm. It's not like you fell in love with someone and then found this out about him. It's like you've only probably seen three aspects of his personality. So, like, if I knew three things about you and then found out the fourth was that, I'd be like, mm, shit. 
Yeah. I should pick that other guy. I, know. I wouldn't be like, well, we're go- I support him and I'm, we're getting through it. Nobody would have been mad if she just looked down barrel and was like, yeah, it was bullshit. I'm still pretty pissed about it, but I made my decision and I don't want to be like Ari. Was that even his name? Yep. Who like made his decision and then changed his mind. So I guess I'm going to stick with it, but he knows I'm not happy with him and we'll talk about it after the show. I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> like it's okay. And if she agrees with it, it's okay. But what I don't like is this thing where they know that the win to keep everybody on their side is to not really apologize for it, but also not condemn it and so they're just in this murky like everything's gonna be great we've been through a lot together no one made any sort of a nothing was real and i know this is where you go it's the bachelorette (laughs) why you're looking for that and i'm like i don't know because i i just i just keep thinking it's gonna impress me and it just bummed me out yeah and then i didn't get the chris harrison moment at the end i'm like why the (laughs) fuck did i waste an hour i could have been playing video games katie i think it's time now for our very cavalry update do 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 hi I'm Katie Nolan, and this is your very Cavalry update. I noticed you didn't say hi back, and I feel hurt. Thank you. Um, So this week on Very Cavalry, Kristen leaved for the Oscars. So Jay offers, while she's gone, to pop in and check on her employees because she's worried that they're going to be opening the store, and she's leaving, and things are going to go awry. So she has her husband, known guy to not let things go awry, stop by the uh, store to make sure that the girl's are working. Then a producer off camera asks Kristen in an interview if it's hard to say goodbye to Jay when she leaves on these trips. And Kristen looks genuinely confused by the question. <laughs> She's like, no, it's not hard to say goodbye to Jay. It's actually nice. <laughs> like she looks like, wait, I'm sorry. Are you asking why would it be hard? I get to leave. He's not around. And I loved that. So Jay is home alone in the house and he has his boys over for some steaks. Uh, one of them says, where's your chef? Cause Jay is cooking. And I'm like, why are you friends with these people? <laughs> where's your chef? I'm cooking you a steak. Shut up. Why are you wearing a bolo tie? Somebody says, I know you're moving to this new house. You've got all this farmland. Maybe you could buy some chickens. Almost as if they were told that there's been conversations about chickens. <laughs> and Jay's like, yeah, I'm looking into Nigerian dwarf do- goats. What? He didn't stutter. <laughs> I'm looking into Nigerian dwarf goats. Which, of course you are, Jay Cutler. Just to be clear for the listeners at home, that's that's not a breed of chicken. That's a goat? Uh, he was saying we're going to have chickens. We're going to have goats. I'm sorry. Got it, got it. Chickens, make... we're going to have goats. I'm looking into Nigerian dwarf goats. Oh, great. <laughs> one of his friends, I believe it was the one in said bolo tie, says, I can help you out there. What? Which uh, I was like, oh, he's doing a bit of like, I know a guy. And one of the friends joked like, oh, what do you know a guy? And he's like, yeah, I have eight goats. <gasps> What's happening and why? These are my follow-ups. Um, the kid goes on to say, you don't want a Nigerian dwarf if your purpose is to milk it. And I'd like that on a t-shirt and I'd like us all to wear it. You don't want a Nigerian dwarf if your purpose is to milk it. That's what my grandfather always used to say. Um, then later, because I don't need to finish that wrap that scene up um kristen's telling somebody about her sex life with jay and says it's the best it's ever been because he read an article in gq that taught him how to go down on a girl i shouldn't provide a link (laughs) (laughs) and i felt confused she also during that scene appears to be eating sushi out of a box that's like a box of chocolates where at the top it has a guide to tell you what everything is and i'm like what the where'd you get that Buy that in a, is that more than a week old? And why do they need to label? You know what you ordered. It might not be that. 
Back at home with the boys and the steaks, Jay, uh, Jay brings up his vasectomy or somebody asked him about it. Um, and the first piece of scientific wisdom that comes out is uh, one of his friends, who is a gay man, says, you don't really lose your balls. And the guy with the bolo tie, instead of being like, duh, says, well, you didn't get one, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> Let's talk to Jay. As in, like, do you lose your balls? Good news. Answer, no. <laughs> uh, Jay tries to explain how it works, and he uses his steak knife as, like, a scalpel to pretend oh to... Um, and he tells them that when they cut the uh, vas deferens, which they did know that word, because I think that's something just stuck in all of our heads. Mm. I'd love to forget about the vas deferens, <laughs> but I can't. Um, then they burn, they like cut it and burn it, burn the ends of it or something. I don't know how it works, but they don't either. <laughs> so then he says they burn it and there's smoke. And one of the guys goes, the smoke comes out your pee hole. <laughs> and I'm like, do you see a line of people? That want to watch vasectomies? No. So obviously the smoke does not come out your pee hole like an adorable little chimney. Or people would be like, let me watch. I want to see who the new pope is going to be. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if anything else here is relevant. He goes and stops into the office and he FaceTimes her on his way in and she answers oh she's getting her makeup done and she's like, Hi Jay, and he's like, Hi, I'm at the office, like, can I fire people? And for some reason Kristen responded like, Yeah, if you feel that's necessary. And I'm like, Of course I feel that he hates them all. You're gonna come back and he's going to have fired all of your employees. Why would you even I expect her to be like, No, Jay, you can't fire anyone. So he goes in and he doesn't like the redhead one, Shannon. And she knows that. And in one of her asides, she says something like, He's always picking on me, and I think it must be because he had like a redhead teacher that like was mean to him and he just holds it against me and my red hair, it like triggers him, and that's why he's a dick to me. And I'm like, it, you you're probably right, but it wasn't a teacher. It's probably just because like him and Andy Dalton were always hanging out right about on the on the section of fantasy football lineups where it was like I'm only starting you if I absolutely have to my only other choice is Andy Dalton and you have to do this like oh god I don't want to start either of you can I just go without a quarterback at least I won't get negative points I was in a league where you lost points per sack and I didn't know that until after the draft because I never make that mistake again but I didn't look because I'd never been in a league where that is random I had Jay Cutler as my quarterback. Oh, gosh. Like, fuck this. Every week he's been on like five points. He threw three touchdowns, but he got sacked a thousand times. Anyway, that's the redhead thing. And um, then that's it. That was it for that's what you should watch. Very Cavalier. You know what? My takeaway this week was I actually think they're ador- their relationship's kind of adorable. What? I think they kind of um work in the sense that they don't. That they're just honest when she's like, yeah, I'm not going to miss him. Are you kidding? I get to be away from him. He watches deer videos. And like, what's he watching? And he's just like, yeah, I think your friends fucking suck. I want to fire all of them. Then they hug or like kiss and they just look like, oh, I don't know. I know that's stupid. I think they might really love each other. Wow. I think it's kind of sweet to watch. And it's funny. So it helps. No one wants to be around a couple that's always like, I love you. No, I love you. No, you hang out first. No, you hang out first. These two are like, I don't want to be around you. And they're like, dope, me neither. And then they kiss. And then they're, and she's like, that GQ art. If anyone finds it, I just Google GQ article. <laughs> and that's your very cavalier update. Doodle doo. Doodle doo. Uh, we got time for one more voicemail, probably. Yes. Right? So, yes. but before we do that, today's podcast brought to you by SeatGeek. Uh, what, what, what are we doing? 
This time, Andrea and I would like you to do the ad read as if you are a server at a very, very posh, fancy restaurant. And the couple that you're trying to uh, share the specials with is all over each other. Good evening, madame and monsieur. Welcome. My name is Jacques. I'll be taking care of you tonight. Would I start you off with still or sparkling? Tap. (laughs) Okay, that wasn't an option. But what is an option is to go maybe to a baseball game or a concert this summer. Maybe you're anxiously awaiting football season. I know I am. And when I say football, I mean soccer because I'm pretentious. I find when I want to go to one of those events, I use SeatGeek, and I recommend that you do the same. I also recommend the chicken paillade. It's our chef's specialty tonight. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, which you would be, here's your tap water, (laughs) planning a night out, a fancy one. Or need to find the perfect gift. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. I see you've opted to sit on the same side of the table. I'll let you sort that out. Because you wouldn't be able to kiss each other as you are doing right now in front of my face. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. They search multiple ticket sites and grade every ticket based on value. SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. No matter how small. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. You can also choose our lovely Rioja with confidence. It's the wine I'm recommending tonight. If that's a little out of your price point, I uh, also have a Pinot Noir. <laughs> it's not as well balanced on the palate. I think it hits the front of your tongue very aggressively. But also, I've been drinking fine wine for quite some time, and you don't appear to have that problem. <laughs> What I'm saying is make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Not that you asked, but I'll tell you I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I've told you before, I believe, when you came to this restaurant about how I use SeatGeek to see the Punch Brothers, and I'm pulling it up right now. I see the Childish Gambino and Ray Sremada playing at MSG in September. I know that sounds like maybe not a thing, a fancy way to would like to go to, but you're judging me, and I don't appreciate that. Maybe I'll go to that. (laughs) Andrea, would you like to come with me? Hey. Yes. That's Andrea. She works here. (laughs) Best of all, my listeners, get $20 off your... Oh, now you stop kissing. You heard $20 off, and you're like, oh, this interests us. Sounds like a coupon. (laughs) Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code NOLAN today. That's promo code N-O-L-A-N for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. If you have any questions about anything else on the menu, please ask someone else. I've spent far too much time at this table here. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. <laughs> okay, let's uh, listen to one more voicemail, Ashley, will you? Will you? Won't you, please? Hi, Katie and Ashley. I'm Tyler from Phoenix, Arizona. My unrelated sports question is, what is your guys' favorite mean, funny thing to say to somebody? So an example would be like, I hope you step in a puddle and your socks get wet, or I hope you pour a bowl of cereal and you're out of milk. Uh, I want to say love you guys. Um, Ashley is Katie's pancake to Ashley's syrup. Um, 
Katie, my wife was supposed to ask you a question too, but I'm pretty sure she's intimidated by you because I'm such a huge fan. If you ever come to Phoenix, I'm going to tell my wife that she's here and my wife's going to yell at me. So, love you guys. Mean it. Bye. Hi, Tyler. More importantly, hi, Tyler's wife. <laughs> oh, if I ever come to Phoenix, you want to get drinks? Tyler's wife, you and me, I think we'd have fun. Not intimidating. I'm very nice. I also don't ever leave my hotel. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, you asked, do we have a mean, like a funny mean thing you say? I do. Do oh, you have yeah? one off the top of your head? You go first. I say the same one every time, which what is, is I hope you get a paper cut right before you're about to eat a a bag of salt and vinegar chips. Oh. Like, I hope you buy a bag of salt and vinegar chips. You're so excited to eat them and you get a gigantic paper cut. And then when you reach in, you can't even enjoy the experience. <laughs> That's cold. Yes, yeah, pretty cold. I hope you have like a really disturbing dream and you can't fall back asleep at all that oh, night and then dark. it haunts you into the next oh, day. Oh, that's much darker than a paper cut. Mine will heal in about two hours. Yours is psychological damage. Or you can always say, I hope the next time someone tells you they love you. Or shit, I Jesus, it up. these are really shit, dark. I, up. I hope the next time you say I love you, the, the other person doesn't say it back. Oh my God, who hurt you? That paper cut hurt me. What you got? Come on, Andrea, let's hear it. Um, I hope that you're wearing ankle socks with your tennis shoes and your sock keeps uh, coming loose and is just stuck there. Yes. Oh. Like when they go, like falls off your heel. Yeah. Hope you get like a constant heel. flat tire yes. in your sneaker. Yes. But the sneakers are like really tight so you can't reach in them because they're like high hurry. tops and you can't get in there yeah. and you've got to walk around like that all day. Yeah, with half a sock on all day. That's a really good one. Thank you. I was trying to think if I have any others. They're fun to do because they're like, look, I'm not wishing bad on you. Like, I, yeah, yours are dark. They're Mine are really like, dark. I, I hope a car comes really, really close to hitting you so you get really freaked out. But all it really does is like tap you to the point where maybe you get a small bruise on like your hip or thigh. But you can't tell anyone because then you sound like, really? That's it, dude? You have that tiny bruise. So it puts you in a position where you don't get any sympathy. But you also kind of got hurt and you got freaked out. But no actual harm has happened to you. I hope that on you, you asshole. I hope every time you see a dog, it growls at you. Whoa! Whoa. Ashley, I don't think you're getting the part where it says funny. <laughs> it says, what's your favorite mean funny thing to see? You're like missing the part. You're just, I hope you die. Guys, isn't that funny? <laughs> I hope someone close to you, like, just doesn't ever want to talk to you again. <laughs> That's my syrup. I'm her pancake. That's it for this week's edition of Sports. Shout out to Dollar Shave Club, Quip, and Seek Geek. We love our sponsors. We hope you love our sponsors, too. If you uh, use their services, be sure to use our promo codes, not just because it saves you money and stuff, but also it supports us, makes us look good. And that um, is the goal. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Big thanks to you guys for listening. You're amazing fans for sending in uh, voicemails. They're really great. Um, as usual, thank you for listening this time. And then I think we all know that later you're going to listen again. It's weird. I feel like I, I shouldn't have to say that anymore. But mm-hmm. I, I, it's still written in here. Contractually so obligated. Well, they're contractually obligated. Right. Legally obligated. Mm. It's a crime. I believe it's... They're discussing... They're passing a law to make it a felony. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But at the same time, yeah, okay. I hope you get convicted of a crime you didn't commit. Jesus Christ! <laughs>
Uh, if you want to leave us a nice review to let us know exactly how much you love this podcast, we would love that because we read them and they're awesome. You guys are funny like this one from Lauren MK1 that says, I love this podcast and can listen to it for hours. They're amazing and have great funny topics to discuss. Thank you for you picked a very genuine review. We get a lot of genuine ones this week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for entertaining and informing me. Well, you're welcome, Lauren. That's very nice. Compliments make me uncomfortable when they're straightforward. <laughs> and so lastly, don't forget that you can always leave off a... That you can always, Ashley, leave up a voice, man. Hey! You did it! I hope your plane is delayed forever. <laughs> Phone number is 860 Say goodbye, Ashley. Bye. Say goodbye, Andrea. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Mean it. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan.